Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the Autistic Woman. In this episode, you may hear references to Asperger's, ASD, AS, on the spectrum, and other terms that have now been replaced by the term autism. Each autistic person can choose their own words to describe themselves and autism. In later episodes, you'll hear me use autism, autistics, and autistic. This episode is about what Asperger's is, why it can be hard to diagnose, and why it's often missed in women and girls. Autism is a neurological disorder of the brain, with Asperger's a syndrome underneath the category of autism. Autism is a disturbance or interruption of the normal functions of the brain. Syndrome means that a number of autism symptoms or characteristics occur together. So people with Asperger's or AS have symptoms in common, but they don't have all of the symptoms of autism. So that's the technical or medical explanation. In practical terms, Asperger's is a problem in the brain that affects social communication. It impacts a person's ability to communicate or express their thoughts and feelings. When I found out about AS, I also learned that although it's possible to slightly improve, I won't ever be able to communicate as well as a neurotypical or normal person. Some symptoms of AS can be subtle until you know what to look for. People who are quiet or don't like big groups of people are labeled as shy or introverted. There are people with AS who are shy, and many of us are introverted, but that's not the reason for the way we behave. For us, social communication issues are not personality-based. I don't have a shy personality. Inside, I am outgoing. I'm imaginative and passionate and warm and loving and many other things. An analogy would be for me having music playing with muted sound. The beautiful music is still playing. It's just that you, as the outside world, don't hear it. AS involves more than just communication, although I believe other characteristics probably affect it. In addition to social communication, AS affects the five senses, taste, smell, sight, hearing, and touch. I also have problems with eye contact, which is covered in another episode in more detail. Most people with AS do have issues with eye contact. Visual thinking or thinking in pictures affects my life more than I realized before. In fact, until recently, I didn't know what thinking in pictures even meant. It's great to be a visual thinker as far as my creative side and sometimes even helps me in my career. But it does cause barriers in other parts of my life because I'm required to take in verbal information and translate it into visual information. Having a special interest is a quality that's common to all people with Asperger's. For some, it might be one thing or one hobby. What I'm seeing is that it looks more like a series of special interests. 
For example, somebody who is interested or passionate about butterflies may later be so about a foreign language, and after that, about cooking, and so forth. They'll learn all they can about a subject and get very good at it, and then they're ready to move on. That ties in with another aspect of AS, research and learning. People with AS love to learn. They love to research, and it's motivated by a need to understand the outside world in order to internalize it. If I hear something I don't completely understand or have knowledge about, I'm on the internet researching. I want to know everything about it, the history, who discovered it, how, why, when, you get the idea. Learning and research are actually sensory experiences for me. And it's not that I'll remember it all or relate it to you later. People with AS count on learning in order to survive. For me, I'm more likely to trust or believe things that I understand. If I don't, I might just dismiss it. My experience has been that in many cases I need context in order to learn and understand. I believe it benefits all of us to have context. At the same time, neurotypicals can learn without it. Context for me comes with experiencing it and connecting emotion with that experience. Another characteristic of AS is naivete, and it's virtually true with all people who have AS. I can be naive in the sense that I can experience something many times and still be naive about it. So the result is that people with AS may pick the wrong partner in a relationship. They might take a job, the kind that they've had before and got stressed out by, and then at the new job, after a short time, realize it's too stressful. I think it's more complex than it sounds, so there will be another episode that goes into more detail. Do you take things literally? I've been told that I overanalyze or overthink things. Literally? How can you overthink or overanalyze? And don't even get me started on the glass is half full or half empty. Idioms are hard for those with AS to understand. Clumsiness and motor skills deficits are features of AS, and I've experienced these my whole life. It's been difficult for me to open packages and jars and bottle caps, and I've recently heard that a lot of people have troubles with those produce bags at the grocery store. Sometimes I think those are the bane of my existence. But I find myself in most cases when I try to open a package cursing whoever designed the cap on the bottle or a product packaging. When something is easy, I am delighted and in my mind I'm thanking the company for their brilliant design. Years ago, when my daughter was a toddler, we were asked to participate in a research project. And the project was to see how easily it might be for a toddler to open the cap on a bottle of laundry detergent. 
the mothers were able to watch through a window. After the children, the mothers were given a turn, and when I was asked by the researchers what I would do if I had trouble opening a cap, I looked at them and I said, I would just leave the cap off. They were shocked and surprised. I could tell by the look on their face. But come on, isn't it obvious? And when it comes to putting a key in the lock in the front door, it's not going to happen the first time. What I like is that I recently heard other people recount the same experience. Meltdowns are another common experience or feature of AS. And what those look like can change over a lifetime, but they don't go away. A meltdown for some people may look like a tantrum. And at first mine looked like anger that I couldn't control. It eventually changed to crying And again, I've heard that frequently happens when a person finds a way to manage feelings of anger. Meltdowns occur because the brain can't handle emotional overload. It's like an electric overload when too much current passes through electrical wires, which heat the wires and melt them down. I've learned to live with meltdowns, and there's another episode that gives more detail. I accept that I can't control or stop them. They're just part of my life. Other traits attributed to AS include persistence, high integrity, detail-oriented, masters of routine, and that is not me, repetitive behavior, a thing called stimming, high intelligence, creative, unusual facial expressions and postures, difficulty making friends, precocious, and of course, logical. Some of the more controversial ones attributed to all people with AS, I think you can tell that I disagree with some of these, are lack of empathy, inability to understand humor, lack of common sense, self-destructive behavior, frivolous spending, lack of theory of mind. In other words, we don't necessarily understand how other people see the world. Those lists might give you an idea why AS is not easily diagnosed. It's not easy to observe all of these qualities and relate those to AS. What's actually going on in the brain can't be known solely from observing behavior. Why is AS missed in women and girls in particular? The short answer is almost no one knows or understands how to diagnose it in women and girls. Until recently, AS was considered to be uniquely male. It occurred only in boys. If you're not looking for it in girls, you're not going to see it. The belief is, and I use the word belief because there's little to support the theory, is that females are more social. So they present a certain self or mask that society expects of them. In doing so, they're hiding their symptoms. I agree that there is pressure on women and girls to get along to conform, to be polite, to be good. By contrast, males are raised to be assertive, 
take the lead, show strength. In fact, when women do these things, they hear, she's more like a man, and other unflattering comparisons. So we remain silent and fade into the background, like good little girls, until we won't. The belief that only males have AS resulted in virtually no research done on girls. There is no test specifically for women and girls. If there is anyone in the United States experienced and trained in diagnosing adult females, I've never heard of him or her. And I definitely did my research. There is a lot to Asperger's syndrome, and that's why I've devoted other episodes to more specifics. This episode covered what Asperger's is, why it's so hard to diagnose, and why it's often missed in women and girls. Please keep in mind that these episodes are based on my experience, my research, and what I have learned from others with AS. Each person experiences it differently. I promise that as you listen to the episodes, you'll learn more about it, the challenges and the advantages. I invite you to meet my brain. You can learn more about autistic traits in this podcast. Listen to Sensory Sensitivities about how autistic senses are affected by autism. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm on Twitter at an autistic woman, or you can email me at info at the autisticwoman.com. Support the podcast by subscribing, liking, tweeting, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, and becoming a patron on Patreon. I'll put links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the autistic woman.